Binge the full week of The Ray Taylor Show ad-free over at InspiredDisorder.com slash plus. This is The Ray Taylor Show. Welcome to The Ray Taylor Show, where I bring you reviews of the latest movies and TV shows, as well as classic and foreign films. I'm your host, Ray Taylor, and on this podcast, I'll be talking about all things film and television. Whether you're looking for a new show to binge or want to know if that blockbuster is worth the trip to the theater or just want to hear my thoughts on a classic or foreign film, I've got you covered. So join me every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday for new episodes and let's dive into the world of film and television together. On today's episode, I am talking about Butcher's Crossing. Uh, it hit festivals last year, 2022. hit theatrical release this year, 2023, this is directed and written by Gabe Polsky, co or based on the book, I believe, by Liam uh, Satry Malloy. Liam Satry Malloy. Uh, this movie stars Nicolas Cage as well as Fred uh, Hitchinger. Uh, in this movie, an Ivy League dropout travels to the Colorado wilderness where he joins a team of buffalo hunters on a journey that puts his life and sanity at risk. This is based on the highly acclaimed novel by John Williams. So John Williams, the book is by, uh, not uh, Fred or not uh, Liam uh, Satry Malloy. So my bad, my bad, my bad. Butcher's Crossing. Uh, I had no idea what to expect with this movie. I was contacted. Uh, and offered a screener of this film to review. Uh, this is only the second time that has happened. Uh, I, the previous was uh, uh, an independent comedy. I forget the name of it. Like, uh, it's, it's, uh, Youth Camp? Something like that? I don't remember. Um, but anyway, contacted. I happened to be, when I was got the email, I was literally in the process of having watched like two or three Nicolas Cage movies on Shudder uh, and uh, rewatched Mandy and some other crazy movies that are on Shudder. And just so happens I get an email and another Nicolas Cage movie offered for me to watch. And of course, any opportunity I get to watch something that's not out yet, given, given the access to a screener, I will absolutely jump on that. So I had no idea what to expect in this movie and uh this was a great movie this was a great movie it's dark it's brutal at least moments of that it is a western uh so set in the prob god i i would imagine the 1800s maybe uh but a great western the actor i enjoy as well other than nicholas cage who's great in this the actor was also in the first season of white lotus he is the kid who is like addicted to porn and ends up staying in Hawaii. I love that character in that that show. So it was cool to see him in something else. Um, but yeah, this movie, not only just a Western, it's also a survival film. It's a, a descent into madness film. Uh, it, it's a movie that definitely shows how capitalism absolutely devastates nature and people. Uh, this, this movie has a lot going for it. Uh, a very graphic look back in a shameful part of the American past, for sure. Uh, and, of course, another great performance from Nif Nicolas Cage. Been watching a bunch of his movies 
I signed up for Shutter, trying to get the most out of my one month subscription that I got, and uh, a bunch of crazy Nicolas Cage movies. So crazy coincidence, given the opportunity to watch this movie. Uh, the co-star of this, the kid, season one of uh, White Lotus was great. Um, he plays a very wide-eyed, naive kid in this, always smiling. Uh, and so you can imagine where a movie that has is brutal, psychologically, mentally devastating. Uh, he, he's a character that's probably going to change a bit by the end of this one. Uh, you know, so... Great setup, great premise to this movie. Absolutely beautiful shots of Colorado. I mean, the cinematography of this is absolutely gorgeous. I think they filmed it in Montana, I believe. I saw an interview with Nicolas Cage about this movie. I didn't watch the whole interview, but he was talking about the horse. The horse he was uh, riding in this movie wanted to kill him. Uh, but he was saying that, uh, I think he said they filmed it in like Montana. But absolutely gorgeous scenery uh just a beautiful film and they play buffalo hunters who are hunting buffalo for their hides and as we know probably not great the devastation that happened to the buffalo population in that time for just the hides it's not like they were using every piece of the animal uh, they were just slaughtering large numbers of this animal to sell their hides because they they were very they were they were in they had a high demand let's put it that way and you have this kid who leaves his ivy league school wants to explore life you know get out there i want to see what life's all about i want to do this this hunt i want to go on a hunt for buffalo you know really live life i want to see the beautiful country that exists for now, until capitalism continues to destroy it. But, uh, so an interesting movie. A movie where characters should beware what they wish for. Because, uh, you know, getting yourself into a situation. I mean, getting yourself into a situation with Nicolas Cage is, you know, always uh, an interesting thing. And we get a bald Nicolas Cage uh, in this one, and I don't know, I, I really, I enjoy Nicolas Cage in uh, practically everything that he does, um, and I didn't know what to expect, there is one actor at the very beginning of this movie that's not in, just a small part, the beginning and then at the end, and his performance, the way he delivered his lines, really, like, crisp articulation of every single word that he spoke and that performance for me made me scared because I didn't really like it it did not feel very like it just felt like independent maybe not the best actor I don't know who that actor is maybe he was doing a thing maybe that was a choice but got me a little concerned but that was just that single character, and overall, the movie is absolutely great. Like, once once it gets started, uh, I absolutely love it, and where it goes, was not expecting to see where it went, I was not expecting to see the lengths that these characters would go to succeed. 
or just to survive for that matter. So great movie. I do want to talk about spoilers, obviously. There are specifics I want to talk about this movie. Uh, but a great movie. Whether you're into westerns or not, like if you're into horror movies, like because there's the descent into madness kind of kind of a thing and survival uh, aspects of this movie, it if you are into horror movies, you might be into this, even if you're not necessarily into westerns. But it does have a lot of different things going for it, which I appreciate. Um, but I do want to talk about spoilers, so let's get into spoilers on Butcher's Crossing. Uh one aspect of this movie, kind of the reality of what it was like to live in the West at that point, and a wake-up call for this kid who, after riding a horse all day, gets saddle rot, right? Like, your, your body is physically not, like, prepared for what you're doing. You have, they come across, at one point, they come across this woman with kids in, like, her cart begging for like water and of course the the college dropout kid is all about helping them but of course the other guys know that it's just a trap like she's trying to bait them into stealing their stuff uh which is crazy it's kind of just you know the wild west everybody's out for themselves you know it's the one time where owning a gun makes sense uh the fact that people in modern society think that that's a necessity is is kind of uh why they are being used so often to kill so many people but that scene with the the woman and her kids was kind of crazy you have a scene where a native american kills or had killed so the the person's already dead we never see i don't think we see any native americans in this movie but they are definitely referenced uh, obviously, because they are having their land and and animals destroyed uh, for profit. But there is one thing where you're seeing that the Native Americans are fighting against these hunters when they come across uh, a hunter who's been killed, and you see him like dead on the ground in like this shack, and he's got this these antlers sticking out of his back that he's been stabbed with. And they ended up cutting off his balls that are in his hand. Very brutal. Definitely trying to send a message. Definitely trying, which I think the the balls cutting off is in reference to the fact that when they do hunt these buffalo, they only take their hide, but they do take, they cut off their balls to eat the balls, and then I think they cut out the, the liver to eat the liver sometimes i'm sure they don't do it to all of them so i'm sure native americans they're seeing all this slaughtered carcasses all over the frontier and all of these animals have been skinned and their balls have been taken so i imagine the cutting the balls off of the hunter that being kind of a calling card it's like well this is what you're doing to the buffalo so karma's a bitch let's take a short break from this episode Listeners, let me paint a picture for you. Imagine owning a piece of art that not only is visually striking, but also exclusive. Dive deep into the world of the many faces, a series that's now available as high-quality, limited-edition prints. Each piece captures the essence of abstract and surreal beauty, making it a perfect conversation starter for your space. 
what makes these prints even more special. They're all hand-signed and numbered by the artist. Me adding that personal touch of authenticity. And the best part, you don't need to break the bank to own one. Starting at just $5 for a 4x6, the sizes and prices scale up, giving you options to suit your space and budget. Art collectors, enthusiasts, or anyone who loves unique pieces, this is your chance. Elevate your walls and own a piece of limited edition artistry. Head over to InspiredDisorder.com and secure your exclusive print today. Now let's get back to the show. There's also... so. That's one aspect. There's the threat of potentially being attacked by Native Americans. But there's just the threat of just running into other people who are trying to survive. But then you have the battle against the elements because it is warm. Obviously, this is like, I would imagine when they started, it's probably like summertime and then goes into the fall. But water is a big thing. There's not like you can just go to a 7-Eleven and pick up some bottled water. They only have so much water they can take with them. So running out of water and getting super dehydrated is a big thing. And like there's the scene where after the scene with the the mom and the kids, one of the other hunters that's brought on to help skin the animals is uh tells the kid it's like you never been thirsty. You never been like really thirsty. And that's just next scene is like, oh, th this is what ha they run out of water. Uh, they are thirsty. Uh, and he's like hallucinating. This kid's hallucinating when he's like deprived of water. And you see this kid pushing himself clearly, pushing himself harder than he's ever had to. Just kind of absolutely exhausted, just trying to keep up, whether it's just trying to keep functioning without any water, trying to help them push a cart up the hill. Right, because the horses are also exhausted. Right, the the just the the lengths that these people push themselves in order to slaughter all of these animals and to to get money for the hope to get money is just crazy. And then you have these great moments, kind of these bonding moments, where Nicholas Cage's character trying to impart his buffalo hunting knowledge onto the kid right the tricks of the trade so you have a fun little bonding between Nicolas Cage and this kid and Cage's character filling all of his own bullets right he definitely embodies this character I believe that Nicolas Cage's character is this person and then when they start hunting the buffalo it is painful to watch I don't know how they shot this. I don't know how they filmed it. At the end, it said this film was uh, made in part with the Native Americans that are uh, trying to grow the population of Buffalo. So maybe there was some aspect of that where, you know, maybe there's Buffalo that were actually sick and then they used this as an opportunity to show. But you, it seems like they're shooting Buffalo. Um, it is just brutal to watch. It's just painful to watch because it's like, like I understand hunting from the aspect of I'm going to harvest this meat to eat, to feed 
myself, to feed my family, right? Going to hunt wild animals. And also when, you know, you hunt, they, the money they spend for hunting licenses, those, that money goes to helping to protect the wildlife. The reason why there's hunting licenses is to make sure everything's controlled. Not everything can be hunted, right? Just it's really in place to help improve the populations of these animals. So there's that kind of hunting. Then there's like the complete opposite end of that spectrum is like trophy hunting. Like these wealthy people that go to Africa to kill white rhinos because there's only a few left. And it's like, look at what I did, right? They, they go hunting to just take a picture with the dead animal and that's it. Although sometimes, I think sometimes those animals go to feed local communities. But still, trophy hunting, I would say, on the opposite end. They're only doing that for ego. They're not humanitarians trying to feed people. They're doing that as uh, their own to boost their own ego. And maybe the food goes to, to feed some people. Maybe not. And then there's this. What they're doing, I would say, is similar to trophy hunting. Where they're killing these buffalo just for their hides. Primarily to sell their hides. And leaving the dead bodies of these buffaloes these carcasses to just rot like just wasting what could feed people for a long time and it's just i don't know it's just it's just painful to watch and then also seeing how the buffalo react like the strategy that nicholas cage's character uses very successful obviously he's a successful hunter and he takes out, figures out which is the leader of the pack and takes that buffalo out first. Then he sees who's the next in charge, takes that one out. And now you just have buffaloes standing around because they don't know what to do. So the hunting of these buffalo is like fish in a barrel. Like there's no challenge to it. The challenge is getting out there, is surviving till you find these buffalo. The challenge might be knowing that you have to take out the leaders of the pack first. But once you do that, it's just, they're just standing around. And you just, like, the scene of Nicolas Cage's character taking out these buffalo, telling the kid to go get a fresh rifle. Because he's just shooting so many buffalo, the the barrel's getting clogged up, it needs to get clean, so get him a fresh rifle. And then they just spend all day just shooting buffalo that are standing around. Like, there's no tracking, there's no, there's no hunt. You know, it's not active. They're not having to disguise themselves as long as they're downwind and they got bullets. It's like, buffaloes are going down. It's brutal. Right? The kid gets back from getting the clean rifle. You see 20 dead buffalo already, and he's just getting warmed up. Right By the end of the scene, you see the kid's exhausted because he's clean, he cleaned these rifles back and forth all day long. And then they have to skin them. 
which is when you find out they keep the balls and probably liver for eating. But that's it. Everything else is just waste. It's just, it's so sad. I mean, obviously they'll take one buffalo to feed themselves. But if they killed 100 buffalo that day, those aren't that's 99 other buffalo that are just rotting in the savanna. And it's not like there's other animals out and about that are going to be eating these. It's just wasted meat. Wasted life. And then after kind of day after day of killing and skinning hundreds of buffalo, they start kind of going crazy. Not only what they're doing, the act of killing and skinning animal after hundreds of animals, doing that day in and day out, the exhaustion of it, eating the same thing every day, doing the same thing every day, being surrounded by carnage and death every day, right? There's this descent into madness that starts happening, right? Get sick, people, it's, you know, healthy conditions, having crazy dreams. They're out there for three weeks hunting. And then Will, the kid, is kind of like, oh, he's, he's had enough, right? This isn't what he signed up for. This is what he thought it was going to be. And he actually tries to scare off the buffalo. Literally shooting at Nicolas Cage's character, which I thought was great. He's like, what are you doing? And then the other guy that's there for skinning, he's like, we need to, he's like ready to go too. It's like, how many of these do you need? And of course, Nicolas Cage's character can't get enough. He's like, this is going to, he wants to like the biggest haul he's ever had. He wants to show when he gets back into town, he wants to show everybody who the real buffalo hunter is. And this other guy's like, we got to get out of here. We can't just, we've got plenty. Seasons are changing here. We don't want to get trapped out here. And next thing you know, like every time somebody's like, you know, there's this one bad thing that could probably happen. And then cut to that one bad thing happening. Because just as he says that, blizzard hits. Like how fast it turns is crazy. You have them taking shelter underneath the hides just trying to survive. And then because they didn't they didn't leave, because they waited too long, because Nicolas Cage's character needed to show everybody they get trapped in this place and they can't leave. They can't leave. It snows too much for the, the horses and the cars. It's just not going to happen. There's no icing of roads. There's no snow plows. It's just wide terrain blanketed with snow. And they're stuck. And then they find out how long they're stuck for because they got to wait for spring. They got to wait all the way through winter, which is like, what? They were out there for a few weeks, maybe a month, maybe more than that. And now they got to wait six to eight months. I was like, oh, my God. Like there was already a descent into madness. People are already going crazy. 
and now they gotta now they gotta survive for like six to eight times as long now and i've seen the show alone the reality show where people just try to survive as long as they can obviously they're alone they don't have all kinds of buffalo around them to hunt but it's like man insult to injury when they when they find out six to eight months it's like holy shit Let's take a short break from this episode. Hey, loyal listeners of The Ray Taylor Show. You know, it's one thing to tune in and engage with the content I passionately create for you. But what if I told you there's a way to wear your fandom? Introducing our exclusive line of merchandise inspired directly by the vibes and visuals of this very podcast. From stylish t-shirts that'll make you stand out in a crowd to our eco-friendly biodegradable phone cases adorned with artwork inspired by the show. You can now carry a piece of the Ray Taylor show wherever you go. Whether you're looking to make a fashion statement, protect your phone with some flair, or simply want to show off your love for the show, our merchandise has got you covered. Ready to rock our gear? Head over to InspiredDisorder.com and get yours today. Wear the show. Be the vibe. Now let's get back to the show. And then you have this old man who hates the the other Skinner guy because he talks shit, tries to burn his Bible. And he starts poisoning him. But she doesn't kill him, just gives him diarrhea. So this guy's just surviving through the winter, constantly having horrible diarrhea. And it takes him forever to realize that he's the only one getting sick. (laughs) Everybody's eating the same food, but he's the only one getting sick. Finally figures it out and kind of gets some revenge. Uh, Kind of gets some revenge. I mean, a guy ends up getting killed, but or at least far too injured to survive. Crazy. And somehow they make it. Aside from the old dude, somehow they make it just crazy and they have their wagon packed packed so top heavy this guy the skinner guy's like you can hear every piece of wood creaking on this wagon and it is packed like twice the height of the wagon with just i i don't know exactly how many i think they said 1500 hides 1,500 buffalo were slaughtered by these guys. By, not these guys, 1,500 buffalo slaughtered by Nicolas Cage's character. 1,500 buffalo skinned by all of them. 1,500. But I, when they get back, I, it's, I think he said 3,000. So I don't know. I don't know what the numbers are. I don't know. Who knows? Obviously, he could have also been lying when he got back there because... He wanted it to sound like more. Regardless, this wagon is like filled far past the brim. This is like two wagons full in one wagon. So much creaking. And of course, and it's like you think it's going to work. They get through one spot where the dude's super worried. It's like, I don't know, man. It's super top heavy. And then as they're going up a hill, the moment the cart is separated from the horses, it's like, oh, no. 
and I could care less about the, the fact that that Skinner guy is on the cart and falls off the cliff with all of the 1,500 to 3,000 buffalo skins that, that are now at the bottom of this ravine. I could care less about that guy. All I care about is the fact that 1,500 to 3,000 buffalo were slaughtered for nothing now. Obviously, maybe they can go back and they're not all damaged, probably, if they can get to them. Like, there's a lot of ifs and maybes. But, like, when that happens, it's like, what? All of that. All of that. But still, maybe that maybe they'll be able to salvage some some stuff, right? So maybe it's not all for loss, but still, it's like, man, that's going to be a whole other thing. Just so heartbreaking. And it was just after he was doing all of the math on what the haul would be worth, which, of course, that's when it would happen. But then, on top of all of that, on top of all of that, on top of getting stuck out there for half a year, surviving that, on top of losing it all down a ravine, which may or maybe can, can be salvaged, who knows, Surviving all of that, surviving the elements, surviving each other, surviving sickness, disease, predators, surviving all of that. When they get to the town and the town is empty, I'm like, oh, it doesn't matter anyway. It doesn't matter anyway. It's just so brutal. And they find that guy. Right, they find the guy despite it being a ghost town. It's still he's still there. The guy that is very articulate with the words that he speaks, and it turns out that the whole market, the whole buffalo hide market, dropped out. It crashed. They're not worth anything. It's, it's sat oversaturation. Nobody's buying it anymore. Right, the craze is over. They're not special when everybody owns one. So, on top of all of that, the market forces. <laughs> it's it just like they, they're not even worth anything. So, like, 1,500 to 3,000 buffalo slaughtered for absolutely no reason. The kid lost his money that he spent to, to get them to hunt with him in the first place. Nicholas Cage, they're not getting any money. The fact that whole year's work, half a year's work, surviving, nothing. Crazy. All that death for nothing. All that work, the sacrifice, going crazy for nothing. It's just, oh man, so brutal, the movie. And at the end of this movie, there are pictures from the time, right? You have a picture of a guy standing on what is like a mountain of buffalo skulls. Like he is tiny on top of this mountain of buffalo skulls. Another picture of a guy sitting on what looks to be a giant wall of buffalo hide. And then we get some, some information shows up in 1860 
an estimated 60 million bison roamed the American West. Two decades later, so by 1880, the bison population plunged to fewer than 300. So from 60 million to 300. That's so disgusting. Today, there are approximately 30,000 bison in North America. So a fraction from 60 million to 300 to 30,000. And that's all due to the Native American tribes that have helped conserve the bison population. And it's regarded as one of the greatest conservation stories of all time. What the Native Americans were able to do to just begin to heal the nature to heal the lands to heal heal the animals of this country that was decimated by capitalism because people wanted to buy sell wear buffalo skin because it was trendy In 2016, the American bison was named the National Mammal. The film was shot on land owned by the Blackfeet Nation in Montana. There we go. All buffalo featured in the film were handled by the Blackfeet Tribe Buffalo Program. Uh, It is their mission to care for the bison, restore their ancestral homelands, conserve wildlife habitat, uh, aid in tribal food sovereignty, and revitalize buffalo culture just the brutal reality of what we did to nature and what we continue to do like there are places in the united states of america where you cannot drink clean water because of capital because of businesses there are places where the water is poisoned because profit because ceos and executives and shareholders care more about profit than they do about people they care more about money than they do about nature and they will poison neighborhoods they will poison people all for profit all for capitalism this movie absolutely gorgeous visuals Right, contrasted with the brutal slaughtering of these buffalo. So you're getting like a lot of beauty and a lot of carnage within this movie. And to see it all, all all everything they went to to be for nothing, right? The moment they get trapped and have to survive the winter, it was like, oh my goodness. Then the moment their cart goes over, but then ultimately when they get there, and find out the whole industry is gone. Right? One brutal moment after another. And it's just like, oh my God. Just so painful. A great movie, though. A great movie. Like, it's... you Like, ignoring that this is what happened does nobody any good. It only makes it more likely that we will repeat it. I mean, it's, it's being repeated. Wildlife in all forms, nature in all forms, is currently being devastated for profit. 
and not for people to benefit. It's for a few, very few, small, small, small percentage to profit from destroying everybody's life. It's like, you know, great movie, great movie. Highly recommend watching it. Thank you for tuning in to The Ray Taylor Show. I do hope you enjoyed my thoughts on this movie, Butcher's Crossing. Don't forget to tune in on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday for more movie and TV show reviews. And join the conversation by leaving a comment or rating on your favorite podcast platform or over on YouTube.com slash Inspired Disorder. Until next time, enjoy the show. Subscribe to The Ray Taylor Show on YouTube and everywhere podcasts are found. Binge the full week ad-free over at InspiredDisorder.com slash plus. Purchase Ray Taylor Show merch over at InspiredDisorder.com. Have a wonderful day, everybody. Peace out. Today is the day where you wake up and you realize that everything that you've been dreaming about, everything that you've been wanting, every goal and wish and hope that you've ever had can become real. Dreams can come true. What you manifest in your mind, you can bring to reality.